0: Welcome to the Wish Day Podcast. In this episode, I talked to Cecil So and Clint Slim. They formed the hip-hop group, An Illustrated Mess. They recently released an album, Last Night and All Our Glorious Mishaps, on Fake Four Records in 2019. I was lucky enough to talk to them about the formation of their hip-hop group, their influences, their recent album, and the native music scene. We discussed the relationship between art and the lived environment that is transparent in their recent album. That environment in question being Border Towns. Just wanted to say thank you to Cecil and Clint for taking the time to talk to me. This is the Wish Day Podcast.
1: Detrimental from sentiment that I've held so dear Self-infliction with silver shells every round of cheers No longer confident, consequence finally caught me Been losing caution as karma has finally got me to steer in fear If I could fix it, i rearrange every single year From my arraignment to 2010 maybe even clear A couple incidents stemming to why these suicidal tendencies Always want to whisper
0: inside my fucking ear Lackadaisical, like undetermined, and lost on faith
1: we are in the illustrated mess. My name is Cecil Patrick So. It's um, I am the beat maker slash producer. And I
0: write the words to his beats. I've been a big fan of your music since I want to say early 2016, but there's also a chance that I've heard of you before. I just didn't follow up on it. So I apologize on that. I guess we'll just start off with like, you know, where y'all from? I'm a part of the Navajo Nation. My mom, she is from the uh, White Cone area
1: and my dad is from Pinga. Um, My mom's family is from Grand Falls, which is close to Newt, Arizona. About an hour outside the Flagstaff.
0: Would y'all you consider yourself like Central Agency or like Western Agency?
1: Uh,
0: that's a hard question. Oh no, no, it's okay. I I, I tend to like regionalize everything in my mind. <laughs> I've never uh, actually thought about that before. That's why. Yeah, so. yeah. What what chapter do you vote at, May? <laughs> 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 I wanted to do that because I think you know that speaks a lot about your music, considering that um. You know, like I think y'all are located in Flagstaff right now. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did y'all meet in Flagstaff? Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So, my I wanted to know, like, how did an illustrated mess form? Like, how did it come into being? Like, what's your what's your origin story? Well, we met each other back in elementary school, and we didn't get along.
1: Like, we yeah, we didn't get along. I don't know why and then we met each other again in high school and then we got along and we became friends and then i think towards our senior year of high school so we decided we wanted to like try to do music
0: what's your side of that story clint
1: you know i guess when we hang out you know whether i like stay the night at his place or him staying at my place we were just kind of like bullshit, like yo like what if we like made music like what if we actually like you know did some shit you know just you know it was just like fucking around, you know, and then eventually like we uh started you know we started like uh i guess um using like uh instrumentals from like Nicolay hero one uh Ujavis, you know like um and we, would, and we were recording all the joints on a, on a fucking guitar hero mic. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> guitar hero mic and audacity.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That, that's cool because I, I want to know, like, what, like, I guess for each of you, because you both contribute to the, the group in, in your ways. I'll start with Cecil. Uh, when did you start getting into, like, music production? And, you know, when did you know that that was kind of the path you wanted to take? <laughs> I started making beats in 2011,
1: and, like, the big reason... Originally, I was supposed to rap. We were supposed to be, like, a rap duo. But then uh, we had a... We played a show in Shiprock, and I, I, had, I got, like, stage fright, and I mm-hmm. forgot my lyrics. So, like, Clint had to, like, do the whole thing. So I quit rapping, and I was like, well, I still want to try to do music. So then that's when I... I uh, I downloaded 30 loops like a demo version of FL Studio, mm-hmm. and then I started making beats from there, and I just stuck with it.
0: No, I feel you on that. I think it's yeah. That's that's. I feel like that's super understandable because it ain't easy rapping and then trying to keep the beat. Like I'm I'm terrible at it. What about you, Clint? When did you like you know start writing, and when did that like writing kind of evolve into lyricism for you? So. It all, like, because, I mean, I used to just, like, um, you know,
1: I, I was, like, able to, I guess, you know, grab, like, you know, your favorite artist's, like, tracks and whatnot. But, you know, being my, um, my homie, we would just, like, walk around town and just, like, freestyle, you know, just, just for the hell of it. Like, there was no, like, you know, intention to it. But I, uh, I actually, uh, I wanted to write poetry, and when I would like you know write them joints and I'd and I um you know I'd spit it for him he'd be like man that shit sounds like a rap you know he's like you should rap so like you know that just you know he just kept putting that in my head so I think that's where like that kind of all started with like you know just writing poetry but it sounded like raps
0: you know yeah did you did you have an MC name like prior or did you ever come up with an MC name that you're like Man, this is the shit right here.
1: Mm, no, like I mean, like the same, like when when we actually kind of got into like you know, I guess with with the with everything being like you know more serious, you know, i have stuck with the same name that I've had, you know, since since the get go. Like prosodic, you know, that's a play off the word uh like prosody, and it's like, like I guess like uh how would you say like the diameter of
0: rhythm. You know, just ever since then, like I've, I've just kept the same name. Who would you list as like your influences as a writer, Clint? You know, um, like you know, my
1: probably one of my biggest influences has to be Tupac. You know, like because like when I was young, my auntie she would like you know when when we go back like to the res she would play a whole lot of like pop, like that's her favorite artist. You know she would, like, you know, play a bunch of Ice Cube, BZE, just a bunch of West Coast shit, you know? But, like, you know, Tupac was the one that, like, just – there was just more meaning to what he was saying, you know, like, rather, you know, like, yeah, you know, you had, like, you know, early Cube and all that, but, like, you know, I don't know. Like, Pac just kind of stuck with me on that. And as I, like, you know, I guess uh, got older, you know, like, listening to, you know, like – how would you say, uh, like, uh, guru, you know, and just hearing a different side of things, like, you know, cause I was just like, I was more about the gangster raps, you know, and all that. But like hearing guru and, um, guru, Tupac. And then later that like, came in was, uh, Elzai And, you know, when I, uh, when I discovered a POS, you know, that's where, that's where this shit, like, you know, it, it, you can hear, like, the influences on, like, you know, the later tracks, you know, just, like, the more punk, raw sounding joints, you know, with like, I guess, like, trying to sing more and, like, I guess, uh, growl more. I don't know. Like, that's – I say POS. So Tupac, Elzai, Guru,
0: POS – an idea no no i that that's that i think is definitely a a clarification for me because i when i heard from the beginning a lack of creativity to the recent album i was i was like there 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 seemed to be more incorporation into like punk rock rock and it never occurred to me that what i was trying to pick like put my finger on was actually pos because i love pos and i was like the way that you like sing and use that to hook for your hooks, I was like, ah, oh, it makes sense now. Now that you mentioned that, what about you, Cecil? In your case, you know, what are influences for you, and w- w- what's influenced your sound? Like, what are some artists that you would kind of put up there?
1: When I first started, it was like Jay Dilla and Q-Tip, Beat Rock, like that whole kind of like post bat neo-soul era. That's what like got me started. But then as I got more into it like Anticon records, like Alias and Gel, they kind of, I kind of went that direction. And then Laserbeak, even POS as a producer, you know, like the more, like, for lack of a better way of putting it, like avant-garde, like non-traditional hip-hop. That's what really got me going going. Yeah, it's like a lot of, originally, it was a lot of like traditional, like jazz and sports stuff. And then as time went
0: on, it was, like, more just kind of, like, left field, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, again, another thing, like, I, I put in my notes, I was, like, the first, like, I don't know if it's, like, EP or album. I, I still don't know what the difference is, but a lack of creativity. Um, I definitely heard, like, the jazz samples. And I heard, like, the transition away in the production. Um, definitely, like, I think in all, like, the through line for all of these, albums and production wise is definitely like a heavy influence from boom Bap, you know, which I'm a, a fan of because I just like that. Like, oof, oof. I don't even, I'm terrible at keeping rhythm. So I'm not even going to pretend to try to make the, the drums with my mouth, but yeah, like hearing the, the influence. And then like, I think like the synth sounds that I, I picked up a little in the middle, but also again, what I'm noticing is like, like noticing the, the mixture, like the influence you ha- you two have each other on the sound that is what it, I, I mean, which it currently is defined as like an illustrated mess, like the progress of both of you as artists, you know. So, you, you two speaking on that really helps me identify and uh, understand, you know, what that's all about. So, I, I definitely do appreciate that insight because, you know, like it, it's something that I picked up on, but I just couldn't necessarily articulate. What I was kind of wondering then is, like, you know, as a, a duo who, you know, collaborate. What's like your creative process like? You know, like what's your collaborative process between you two? It's pretty, it's more separate than people would think. Normally
1: I'll make a beat and then I'll send it to him. And then we won't see each other for like a week. And then he'll just come up, Clint will come over to my place and hang out and then we'll kind of go over it. And that's kind of how it is. We just send stuff back and forth, and then when we're ready to like record it, record it, and then, then we come together again.:
0: That would have definitely fooled me, because the way that it comes together seems like it seems like you two are like always together, and that like it kind of like organically forms. But I guess maybe that's just I was just imagining roommates, you know. I mean, that's, I, I, was, I was thinking like a, an illustrated mess sitcom or like friends and then you're like, you know, like you just yeah. hang out and you're like, oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make some beats. And then it's like, oh man, my job sucked today. I need to write some bars or something. You know, that's how I imagined it in my head. What about you, Clint? Like, oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, that's how Blind by Wolves
1: was made. We lived together back then. So that's, that's when that was
0: made. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Clint? Like, what's the creative process like for you working you know, with the producer?
1: I guess, like, you know, when, when it comes to actually, like, you know, doing stuff, most of the time, like, we're not even actually, like, you know, making music, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll come over to Pat's place and I'll write because I can't write at my house for some reason. Depending, I don't know. You know, like, I had to be somewhere else out of my, you know, element to write, you know. And I mean, I've written tracks at home, but to me, like, they just, like, they don't come out as well unless I'm like, you know, in, you know, somebody else's like a studio or somebody's home. But a lot of that comes from like we just like, you know, hang out. We don't like even there's days we don't even like, you know, touch the music. We just watch movies, you know, like play some games just or anything like that. You know, it's it's more or less just hanging out that, you know, I think it, that's where it all comes together, like the chemistry of just being homies, you know.
0: Yeah, there's definitely, like, a sense of camaraderie that I really appreciate about, like, the music that, that I think, and maybe other people who, when they listen to your music, get that sense of, like, it's, it's not just, like, a working relationship, but it, it's, like, a, a sense of family. And so we all have some experience, you know, being Navajos, like, with the word, eh. That's definitely something that I really picked up with this new album, Last Night in Our Glorious Mishaps. Which to everybody who to this, I definitely suggest you check it out. But yeah, like a sense of eh in the lyrics, but also like this um, incorporation of skits, you know? So like hearing like Deidre on there, you know, all of this. And then like, I don't know who like voiced the mother, you know, but like hearing that, like, you know, made me reminisce for like being back on the reservation or, you know, being near it. Cause I've been in North Carolina for a bit. So like that sense of like family. I wanted to touch upon like the, besides that, I, I'm going to go back to that later on with a follow uh, with a later question, but I, I wanted to kind of talk about like the setting. I definitely get this vibe that you don't necessarily in the lyrics, you know, state that it's, you know, within the border town. And this would probably probably more a question for uh, Clint because he wrote the lyrics, but I get this feeling that it's, it's in a border town if not in the reservation, like I would locate it in or near the reservation. You know, is there a reason why, you know, like why that tends to be like the the, the geographical setting that I'm getting? Or is that intentional, I should say?
1: I'd say, you know, it, it's not really intentional. I mean, it's just like my experiences of growing up in a border town, you know, just like whether it's like, you know, uh just the racism, you know, alcoholism, depression, just uh how much it like it affects me as like just what I've experienced and you know what I go through on a daily basis. Especially when it's a border town that's also a college town. So you have like um you know you'll be walking down a street and like it was just a car will pull up and they would like just harass you, you know. And you weren't even doing that and you were just walking home, you know, or walking home and a cop pulls you over, you know, and like, just, you know, them like asking you where you're going, like, you know, what, what, what what difference does it make? I'm going home. Why don't you go like pull that guy over? Like, you know, just stuff like that. And it's funny because we never really intended it to like, you know, I guess, uh, depict the life of a border town. But it just kind of somehow came together that way. And we just go with it at that point.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you pointing out that it's it's a special type of border town because it has a university. And in my experience, you know, what you're talking about is like a counter narrative to like the idea that just because it's a university where educated people, you know, like go, they're still gonna be fucking racist i you know so I, I I do appreciate that that like you mentioned that the fact that there's a university there question to Cecil how is like the environment like influenced like you producing this album and providing what I would imagine like a soundscape for it because there is like a sense of like you know boom bap, a little bit of synth here and there, or maybe I just missed it completely, but and like kind of like a very gritty it like it sets the scene in my opinion, and I think. In my like limited um, experience, but also research into like movies, sound is very key to making or breaking a movie, and I think that's definitely the same thing for like a, a what I would say is like a conceptual hip hop album. Like, how is Bordertown living or like the border town kind of affected the way you put this put this together? Pretty much. Uh,
1: that's a very good question because I've always told people. Like, where you're at physically will affect how you create. Because, like, the beats I made in Albuquerque are different than the beats I made in Flagstaff. But I really, I don't understand it enough to, like, explain it. I just know that it is a thing. I guess, I mean, everything, I always tell people, like, the beats, they, they make themselves. I don't really, like, I don't know how to write music. I don't know. I'm not, like, a musician. So, like, I'll go in and I just kind of wing it and then whatever happens, happens. But I've noticed, like, a lot of what does get made comes from, like, an emotional place. Like, you know, a lot of that necessarily isn't good emotions. So, I think growing up, you know, growing up in Flagstaff or maybe growing up in Gallup or, you know, a border town in general would cause a lot of that, you know, that emotional buildup that then gets released musically.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, if you don't mind me maybe asking if you could like elaborate on like what you would think the difference is between like the beats in Albuquerque versus the beats in like Flagstaff. If you were to like give a brief like summary as to what the difference is, I think that might, that might help us understand like what that relationship looks like. I feel like the beats I make in Flagstaff are
1: more intimate. They're more like melancholy and somber. They come from a right personal place. And then a lot of the beats I made in Albuquerque, they were like a little more hard-hitting, a little more like, you know, straightforward, a little more raw. And that's just how Albuquerque is as a city, too. You know, it's like, it's a tougher place than Flagstaff. And then Flagstaff, in contrast, is kind of, just it's a place where you kind of get lost in your head. A lot of people here... We all make memes, but, you know, a lot of people here are always in their fields. They're always depressed. Like Blackstaff is just that kind of place.
0: I I, I think that's a great way because the places that I would definitely think, as you mentioned, like, I think you summed it up perfectly. Your location influences your music or your art um, and the sound of it. And I was wondering, like, Clint, is there is that something maybe you noticed also within your writing or the way you approach things? if you've written different things in different areas, pretty much, do you see some of the differences?
1: Yeah. Like I said, like, you know, I I don't feel like I'm at my best creatively when I'm at home. But if I go to like, you know, somewhere where I guess you can like, you know, vibe off of somebody, you know, somebody else and, you know, have the, I guess the same, the same mindset of, you know, what you're trying to work on. Then I feel like it, it, it comes better. And it's like, it's naturally better, you know, rather than it being forced. Because if, if I can't write something and I don't think it's good, I just stop, you know. I don't even try to, like, force it. And, like, I mean, if it comes to, like, writing in different areas, like, I've, I've written most of, like, my, um, my lyrics in Flagstaff. So, you know, when, when um, I guess recently, like, uh, a lack of creativity, a lot of that was written in loop, you know, because I used to live in Luke. My mom, she lives in loop. And, I don't know, like, it, from then, you know, like, it wasn't like, I wasn't really trying to say a whole lot. I was just trying to like, you know, I guess, get my, my footing for like, you know, trying to even just write in general. But, yeah, most, most of the stuff I've written is in Flagstaff. But when, like I said, when I go to like, somebody else's house and you know i'm out of my element then i feel i'm better creatively and uh i only have so much time to like you know finish the verse or finish the track that you know i kind of put that on myself to like motivate me when i'm at home you know you got tv you got a bed right there you know you just like lounging and you're like ah oh, man you like try to write a line and you're like ah whatever you know watch TV and just stop. But you know, when when I'm out of my element and like I guess comfortability like that, I'm able to
0: put my focus on the writing. For me, that's I I have some similar issues, especially with quarantine being the issue. Yeah, that I think there's there's a lot of this album that like I had to like really sit and listen to to understand and what I would imagine like the narrative aspect following Uh, a navajo person is it like one it's like one day right it's 24 hours right or is it i don't i'm not really sure the time
1: i imagine it over
0: the course of a weekend okay okay that's that sounds better for some odd reason i was like this is all 24 hours it's just nonstop. this idea like the way i would like this narrative of it being structured like a movie how did that come out was that just again like was it Was it planned ahead of time? Like, oh, we're going to, Clint, write some songs that are based on this. You know, or did you were just like, was it something that just kind of came together and you're like, wow, this actually sounds like a weekend in a border town?
2: The the songs were finished first.
1: And then Clint, Clint's always wanted skits and we've never done it. So then we just kind of organically fit them in. Yeah, this this whole lot, like he was saying, like we didn't plan on making the album the way we did. It just it kind of made itself. It's really interesting to
2: look back on like, we just went low and flow, we let it do its thing.
0: I'm actually very struck by that because it sounds like you put like you planned it, you know. And I guess maybe that's what helped the the skits kind of like make it more cohesive. Yeah, like it, it ties it all together. So skits, what, what why? What what was the inspiration behind the skits?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's more of a question for him. I just wanted skits, you know? (laughs) And I don't know. Like, how how would you – it's – I'm trying to think back. Like, I feel like – yeah, just – I don't know. Like, we – I didn't really, like – I didn't really think about it. That's a good question. I don't know. Like, because I think you were more behind the skits than I was at that point. I just – I just did them because he wanted them. Because that's one thing. Clint never asked for anything. He just always, he's always down with whatever I don't want to do. So he was like, we should have skits. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I will, I will give you skits, Clint. I will <laughs> give you
0: skits. Because it, it, it reminds me of like, those old like, rhyme sayer, but also old hip-hop songs, like the Gangsta song. Where, like, there's just skits, and you're like, damn. And I, in my opinion, I think they're coming back. Like I'm hearing more skits come back. That's something that i I really like I thought was unique about this album, but also in a new direction. My favorite songs, uh, I had to like really pick okay, I'll, for sure top song for me is hauling water that i i'm that is sonically and vocally, lyrically, whatever, all the music terms that just is one of like ten out of ten. That's a song right there. Like you hear that song and you're like, damn, that's good. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of just list. I don't, I, I would choose the whole album, but I would have to say hauling water here, native drunk and dead Indians. You know, I, I really liked Deidre's opening poem. So like when I say that these are my favorite songs, the whole album is amazing. Even like the, the extra stuff that you put in with chasing leaves and, Chapter House Dance, I was like, damn, this is, this is a solid album right here. If you had to choose like two or three songs that you really like off the album, what would they be? I'll start with Cecil.
1: My favorite song is Love Part Two. That, that one's my favorite just because uh, I actually made that beat when I lived in Albuquerque. So that's, that was an older one. But uh, I, I really like it when Clint and Trey are on a song together. I've always been trying to push like a trio project, but it never happens. So whenever they get on a song together, I'm, I'm okay with that. And it just makes me happy. But as far as outside of that, I think my favorite song is probably,
2: I feel like it'd be Native Drum. And
1: that's more, not so much my beat, but that's just because of how Clint
0: Oh, the the music video too is just like it elevates it to just another level, um, which you know. Shout out to this the people behind that who made that music video because I think it's really good. And in my opinion, I'm not. I'm not I was like, don't get into a rant about the state of native hip hop, but I think like that is one of those like peak moments of like that's the direction I. I don't necessarily want to be too authoritative, like you gotta go this, but like that's like the direction I'm like, is like a very solid work of like, of all the art pretty much, visual, sonic, lyrically, like all those things just come together in that music video to be what I really appreciate. It doesn't necessarily say anything negative about the state of native hip hop rappers and everything. You know, I think it's like a really good introduction. What about you, Clint? Like what are maybe, your favorite songs or top three or, you know, if, if you're unable to choose one, like what are some top songs that you like off of this recent album?
1: I'd say Dead Indians, calling Water,
0: and Chapter House Dance. though it's a bonus cut. I, I like those bonus cuts. I'm surprised you didn't do like what old Rhyme Sayer does and just like tag the song at the end. Related to this album, you know, this question is like, what do you want the listeners to take away from it? Like, You know, is there like something that you had in mind that you're like, if there's anything, you know, what would you want someone who listens to this whole album from the first song to the last song? You know, what's something you'd like them to take away from it?
2: That it's okay to fail. We've, uh,
1: you know, when you talk about like native hip hop, like kind of everyone serves their like role in that, I guess. And we've always kind of, I don't know if it's because we were scared or what. We, you know, prior to this, we never did anything like that. Ex- like exclusively states that we're native, and then you know this one was like we went all the way. So then, but it, like as far as our role goes, it's what Clint said, you know, because uh, like you have people that you have artists that are like political, social. You have like really positive, like healer kind of music. And then where we fit in is, like, it's okay to not be okay. Because we've had kids in the past, like, email us and be like, hey, this song helped me get through this hard time. So, so like, that's what we would want them to take away from it, is, like, it's okay to feel. Like. I think that's a pretty good,
0: like, thing to put through because I think there's a lot of stress and a lot of stress and pressure on, like, and I, I guess I, I don't want to generalize too much, but I guess a lot of stress and pressure on like native youth to like conform to certain mm-hmm. ideas of existing. And one of those is you have to be positive, you mm-hmm. have to know your language, you have to like, you know, be like traditional. And I, I think there is a move, there's like a slight move away from that kind of conception of identity. And I think, you know, based on what you said, that's that's one way of like understanding like the vast. What am I, the, the range of like existence of Navajo people is that hey, it's all right to fail or it's all right to not be okay. And I think Clint's lyrics do a really good job about that. I, for me, definitely like calling water, native drunk, are two like moments where you really hear that in the lyrics. Every every artist has a certain role to play. In my opinion, I just don't think the role that you guys have doesn't get that much attention which is why again i really love this album but i also like what y'all are doing is i think there's too much focus on the other things you know too much focus that i think in my opinion like erases and obscures the the music that y'all put out so yeah that's just my thought on that uh moving away from like just that specific album as artists who's your art for you know like is there a certain group of people or like maybe not even a group of people, maybe like a certain mood? I mean, just
1: anybody that wants to listen, you know, if you like want to take the time to listen to it, then, you know, it's, it's out there. I mean, we, I feel like for me personally, like, you know, I don't really make music for people. Like it's, it's, it's been my outlet. So I, it's, it's for me, you know, me to like I guess relieve some stress but if you happen to you know if you happen to uh I guess uh vibe with it and you know you, you could take something from it and by all means it's like I'm not trying to like I guess uh separate it between like you know whether like races or just people in general like if you you like it and you, you know you vibe with it and it's for you you know i feel pretty much the same way cuz it's kind of weird to say but initially like music is supposed to be this like kind of selfless act but initially it was more selfish for us cuz we didn't we made what we needed to make to get through our own shit so that we didn't do anything dramatic to ourselves or whatever And then we put it out, and it's always like, well, if people like it, they like it. If they don't, that's okay, too, because it wasn't them. But then as that goes on, you know, we have people, you know, we have friends that tell us how much the music means to them. We have, you know, yet to be friends, you know, people who are just meeting that say the same thing, and it's like, oh, well, our music is now, you know, it's getting out there. And it's no longer just our thing; it's also their thing. So it's, it becomes this like collective thing. So then from there, it's like if just anyone who wants to listen to it, because it's not exclusively made for natives, it's not not made for natives. You know, it's just it's made for anyone and everyone.
0: Yeah. If you. No, I I think it, for me it's like I always see art as like. You know, a potential like learning of experience. I remember seeing some of the comments when like y'all put out the um, put out the video, but also put out the lyrics. like some people were like it, it was people who had obviously never really gave a second thought about native people or even just like these certain experiences to that extent. And I think that's why I found it very profound because your your music is introducing. A whole group of people, whether or not they're native or not, to you know, as like what you're 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 having them experience that, and so like now when I like think of Flagstaff, I, I I honestly just think about this album. Um, for me, it's like located there, and my experience is there. Um, obviously, other people may have different things, but like that's also why I really found it profound. Was it, it opens people up to different experiences, different emotions. So I think like, you know, a little going kind of, I wanted to, I think you touched about it a little bit, but I think both of you are, or the group is starting to, is starting to develop more of a influence and, you know, all you, you, you two have been embedded in like the music scene. And even I, and I would say like the native music scene, what direction do you see the native music scene going? Scenes, because I'm sure there's multiple ones. And what direction would you like it to go? You know, what would you change about it in a way that... Well, specifically, like, the Native hip-hop scene, the way it's going, I think, is
1: great. Like, to put it in... To, to compare it to, like, history, I feel like right now Native hip-hop is in its, like, golden era because you have, like... It's, it's uh, contemporary. Because I hate to be mean, but, like, when we were in high school there wasn't a lot of good. a lot of it. It was like really basic. It, it's just, I don't need to be mean, but it's just what it was. But since then, you know, like there's so many people that are just doing these great things, whether it's like, you know, like phrase from ill methods or, um, let's say defy or Douglas McGay or, is, uh, West Coast Grizz is that his name? Yeah, I, I, I remember his face. But there's just like this contemporary movement of like these really good, really talented native MCs, and they're rapping over really good production. And it's just it's blossomed into this whole thing. I think it's
2: fantastic, and it's at. I hope it keeps getting better. So, yeah, like,
1: trap or boom bap, like either way, you know, it's just like. It's
0: awesome. It's really cool. For me personally, like I agree with that sentiment. That in high school, I would always describe it as like positive ABC rap, ABCD rap, and you know that's why like I was like, oh man, I'm I'm not listening to any of this. But like the the artists that you mentioned, Defi, you know, Wake Self, rest in peace. Um, I recently listened to Douglas Bigay. Uh, there's also another. I think I would say up and coming native rapper slash producer i'm not sure if they make their own beats but like destroy Kasmin from chin lee i apologize if i missed anybody but yeah so i i definitely agree with that sentiment i i never took it to be like the golden age i just thought it was like a and i also see like y'all creating the infrastructure to like bring these bands together it doesn't necessarily have to be bands but like hip-hop groups with other like non-hip-hop acts i think that's what i really appreciate it's like using the infrastructure that was already there what about you clint like what what direction do you see like the native music scene going and you know what would you change about it if you had to change anything i
1: wouldn't change a thing you know just like pat said you know just everybody in their own little sub-genre of what they do like it's it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, I mean, even if it's, like, not hip-hop or, you know, or, I mean, yeah, the whole everything, you know, like, it's, it's just cool to see that, you know, especially with, like, you know, how accessible the internet is, you know, just people being able to make music and, you know, release a song, whether it be, like, SoundCloud, Spotify, or, you know, being able to connect with each other and make music together, you know, it's it's, it's a pretty cool thing just to see, like, Especially, like, the younger crowds, you know, you because when we were, like, like when we were younger, you know, like, we still had the internet, but we just weren't, like, you know, connected and, you know, just having, like, Instagram and, you know, people being able to, like, connect with one another more. So, you know, it's it's a cool thing, and, you know, the way I see it going, you know, it's it's only going to get bigger. You know, people are going to, you know, be more influenced by, you know, other... Native artists to do, do their own thing. And it's cool. Like I appreciate it. I appreciate just being, you know, in the, in the scene to be making music. And that, that people, you know, like what we do, you know. it's just it's awesome to, to, to have that feeling.
0: But the final question that I have is, you know, what's next for y'all? I know you put on Instagram today that you have a new album coming out in July. You, you finished Mastered and mixing it um but like you know what's what's the next steps you know what are some directions you know or is there like anything you want to um like maybe mention like what influenced that album you know not to like spoil anything but like you know what are some things that you want to tell us about what's what's next pretty much for illustrated mess uh
1: this next album is like a complete departure from the last one because the last one you know there's a lot of uh shoegaze influence. There was moments of like trap sprinkled in. It wasn't like a straightforward hip hop like uh, production. This new one is 100% boom bap. It doesn't deviate. It's just like, it's a return to our roots to what made us want to make hip hop. It's like, you know, Clint, he spits bars. The beats knock. You know, it's like, the purists would really appreciate it. Uh, after that i'm not sure we're going to take a break because we both have like we have a bunch of uh side projects like mm-hmm. clint's working with a number of other producers i'm producing for another uh a number of other mcs so like after this one we're just going to take a little hiatus
0: to finish up that other stuff yeah and then we'll go back to working on something else it's like the the doom tree approach where you like come together and then do your own thing and then come together Expecting expect album every three or four years, maybe five. <laughs> um, Probably not that
2: long.
0: Yeah. What about you, Clint? What's what what
1: you know? What's what's next for you?
2: Um.
1: Pretty much, you know. What Pat said, I guess. Like, it's 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 interesting because with the with the the new joint that we made, it came together a lot faster and like effortlessly, you know, and it's I don't know. We'll see where, you know, Il Mess goes after that. But yeah, we're just gonna like, you know, focus on other projects that have like needed to be done. Like I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff that I need to finish, you know, with other producers and you know have those uh you know, I guess
2: released and out in the world. But yeah. Uh
1: I don't know. I mean, we'll see what people think of the new Illness album. It, it was a fun one to make. It's like a day and night comparison to, you know, the last album. It's, it's more... It's brighter. Yeah. It's brighter. It's, there's more hope. You know, like the last one was Batman. This one's Superman.
2: That's a nice way to
1: look at it. Almost lost my job again. Tell me what the problem is The street defeats bittersweet on my tongue
0: Imagination of the getaway I run from I almost lost my job again Man, tell me what the problem is
1: The street defeats bittersweet on my tongue
2: Imagination of the getaway